Hello? You know, you gotta pay for that, right? Hey, come on. Not okay! We got ourselves an X-Men fan. Maybe a quarter of it happened. And not like this. In the real world, people die. Logan. I don't want to talk about it. Logan. Just stop. Be careful. I need the girl. What girl? Go get her. No. No. And we're down. She's like you. Very much like you. I am not whatever it is you think I am. She needs our help. Someone will come along. Someone has come along. This is what life looks like. People who love each other. A home. You should take a moment. Feel it. You still have time. Welcome to Midnight Movies or Heroes Asylum Midnight Movies. Ham, the initials, not ha, ham. And we're doing our first movie of 2021, the first one. And we're doing Logan. I don't do it alone because if I did it alone, I'd probably burn my house and his house. Hell, probably the whole city of Altamont Springs. I'm here with the man, the myth, Mr. Mike. How's it going, man? Good. How's it going, man? Doing good. Doing good. Yeah, our first one for 2021. We completed our Avengers initiative, so mm-hmm. we're uh, we're moving on. And uh, if you guys are interested, make sure you do check that out in our archives. You can see that at uh, at the uh, at our uh, Castos for uh, Heroes Asylum Midnight movie. You can see all of the uh, the the last year's epic run that we did. Epic run. <laughs> yeah, the Infinity Saga was fun doing it actually, and but. Uh, this year we decided since, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe after a big event like we did, they always like to scale it back. So we're scaling it back this year. I guess that's the easiest way to say it. Um, we have some ideas of what we're going to do. And uh, we're starting 2021 with this particular one. So uh, I guess we're starting in the aughts, I believe. What we're doing, yeah, basically what it's going to do is every month, you know, dialing down to the summer is for January example, we're doing to, uh, any movies that we want to do and if you guys have any suggestions hit us up on our facebook page as well uh and what we're going to do is any movies that were released from 2010 to right now 2021 and then on february we'll do the years 2000 to 2009 and then the next month we'll do the 90s 
the 80s, and so on. It will just keep moving down. We're not going to go too far back, guys. We're not going to end up doing Gone with the Wind or the original Psycho, which I would love to do the original Psycho. But we'll at least think we're going to make it into the 70s. Uh, I did have to twist Kane's arm a little bit, and when he's like, "I don't know about seventies," I was like, "Well, what about Star Wars? What about you know Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre?" I mean, you talk, you look at the seventies. The seventies right now. The reason I really would love to do the seventies is because that's what we're getting ready to look into. I think the future of movies is going to be more geared towards the seventies style, very low budget, low keyed, because you know we're still in the in the you know in the in the uh, the plague that will not be named phase. So I think. The future is is for smaller budget, smaller casts, so that way we're not you know not running. And I think that's what we're going to see. But uh, I, you know, but that's what, where we're starting this month. We're going to be doing the the tens or the teens, I guess you could say. Yeah, we're we're doing the teens, and then we'll move on to the aughts. Will be next month. The aughts, teens, and it should be fun. Yeah, and I was actually when we when we talk about the seventies, I was there's a couple films that come to mind because. I'm not I'm not totally against it like I was when we first mentioned <laughs> it because I was really against it. I was like, "What the hell are we gonna do? Disco movies? Yeah. Are we gonna do like you know?" Oh, we could. Kiss. I mean, you, you want to do Saturday Night Fever, man? That's that's a oh, that's a big Patreon, man. baby Patreon. That's a Patreon, big one. Patreon, we, yeah, again, you always got Jaws. Like I said, I mean, so many great movies in like the late. I want to say probably like the best ones came out. You know, seventy. Well, I, I, I I'm going to speak for myself. Uh, you know, me being born in the seventies, seventy four. I think everything after seventy four was great because you know it was I was here. Um, so if he, if, Sorry. yeah, no, we're right here. Just, we're here. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah we're, we're not there. We're here. I know. I'm, <laughs> my bad guys. Uh, so yeah, the seventies, we're definitely gonna do some films there and, uh, some good ones. But, uh, like I said, we're starting 2021 with Logan. It was a choice between this one and, uh, another, uh, interesting movie, but we still might do that one later on, like I said. But, um, when this movie first came out, um, it was basically, you know, um, pitched, as old man Logan. Yeah. That's what I, what I, um, that's what I heard. And the comic and this movie are two completely different things. If you're thinking you're going to get the comic in this film, you're not, you get hints, but you don't get any, it's, it's not even close. It's, it's well, totally, it, could, it couldn't be close because of Fox didn't own the rights to, to yeah. the Hulk to, uh, who else was on there? Goodness. Hawkeye was on there was a big run. Um, there were two other characters that were on there that they didn't own the rights to. So they had to basically alleviate that and make it some, you know, make it something a little different. But, but I think James Mangold did an amazing job. And to this point, Mangold's biggest claim to fame was probably one of my favorite bio, you know, music biopics was, uh, um, walk the line. Yeah. D- did Mangold do the other Wolverine movie? The second one? No, I don't believe so. I believe, like I said, I believe his biggest claim to fame and everything he had done to this point had been walk the line. I don't think he had uh, done much more. Let me see here. I'm looking at him right now. Yeah, he had Copland, Girl Interrupted, Walk the Line were his big movies before. Um, well, actually, no, you're right. Yeah, no, he did do he did do the Wolverine. So, yeah, and I don't blame him for that movie. By the way, that that was not his fault. It wasn't his fault at all. That was. Pure studio interference in that fact, and just like the yeah, just there's a director's cut of it that's actually that he did. It said it's a lot better, but you know we'll probably never see the light of day of that. But check out the special features and all that shit. So good stuff. But anyway, let's stop blabbing here, and let's blab over there and start the movie. How about that? All right, yeah, guys. This is not we're not doing a special edition. We're this we're actually not even doing the black and white version. This is regular original. This is the regular release. One. 
So this is what we do. Yep. And um, I got mine queued up at exactly zero, zero, zero. All right. Just so let me know. I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give everybody a countdown, give it a chance so you can sync up with us, get a beverage, get food, get whatever. And let's watch Logan. So I'm going to do it in three, two, one, play. Ah, uh, the Fox fanfare. Something we don't see anymore. Sad but true. I would hope that maybe one day that Disney like rolls that out for some of their other movies and that. I wish. I, I hope they do. I mean, just because of the legacy that 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 holds. But yeah, if anybody is interested, yeah, the Old Man Logan by uh, Mark uh, Millar and uh, Steve Mc, uh, McNevin, really, really great Wolverine story. It was one of those ones that kind of got me back into when I was out of reading comic books because I took a took a break, you know, in in the middle of my you know my time, and um, it was something that really brought me back, and it was just it was just so so much fun to just see the different different stories that were going on. And we weren't getting any Wolverine from the comic books because by the time he this happened, he was you know they had killed him off in uh, in the main run. And then they brought him back too. Well, they did eventually, but during the, when this was released, that uh, this was uh, that he was. I, he I, was I just keep man. thinking of the run where they brought him back, and they made him more violent or something. I, don't know, I guess he lost his memory. And... Well, I think you're going to see some of that here with the. The villain at the end that we you know that we eventually see, and you're also seeing the last of the uh, last of the original X Men. Really, you're seeing this is the last time uh, um, Hugh Jackman plays Wolverine. This is the last time that we see uh, Patrick Stewart playing Professor X. Yeah, yeah, for the last yeah for for the main run. And this is basically a reset. When you look at the movie as a whole, this is a reset to the to the to the rest of the rest of it. Really, if you it, you know, picks up with first class, and then and what was it? First class uh, apocalypse. That was that was the uh, beginning. It was first class. Uh, no, it was uh, days of future past, and then apocalypse, and then unfortunately, dark phoenix. I, I, Dark Phoenix was what it was. It's I thought it was fine. That's not an unfortunate to me. It's they were already a dead thing. The fact we got it, they just wanted to give it, send it out to us. I think soundtrack in the movie is amazing for Dark Phoenix, but you know, I think we got a better Phoenix than we did in the original X Men. Oh run. no! Oh, so oh, yeah, that's why. That's why I don't want to. I I hate that people are like throwing throwing that one shade. I was like, really, look at the other one we got. This one was closer. I mean, it's not what we wanted, but again, we're never going to get what we want. Yeah, we, people need to take that out of their minds. Yeah. If you want to watch the Dark Phoenix saga, watch the original X-Men cartoon. They did the best job of it. Then you get the Star Jammers, Cosmic, and all that stuff. I just love the fact you, you got the violent Wolverine. Like I said, that was what people were clamoring for for like years watching Wolverine. Like, when are we going to get, you know, the Wolverine, the killer, the murderer, the guy goes off? Oh, you get it. Well, I think we saw that before. I mean, I don't. I, well, you I, never got it like this where it's actually visual. You know what I mean? Not, you, you, yep, got, you got you, it, but you didn't see it. 
like I didn't the see the blood scenes, splatter, but I knew what happened. I, I can read yeah, into I, know, I can read saying, like, into it. What, <laughs> look, I, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying like people have been clamoring for this. They wanted to see it. Yeah. Like I believe me, this will be re- well. Again, like I said, I think we got it beforehand. I we it was implied that the, the blood and splatter was going on. I don't need to see yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I, you don't I, need to see it, but it, I don't need it. I don't need my. I, I don't mind. need my violent spoon fed to me. I I understand the dude's ramming a you know a two inch blade through some dude's chest. It's violent for me. This is also the uh, second. R-rated comic book movie. We got to thank Deadpool for uh, let, letting this go through. Deadpool opened the door for a lot yep. of movies, man. I mean, people love Deadpool. I love the first Deadpool. We saw it together in the theater. I think eventually, I think eventually we're going to have to do that movie. I have to get a crowd. But um, that that was basically the one that opened the door the door wide open for R-rated movies, for comic book movies. And that's, that's why we got this one. And we'll probably get a couple more. Oh yeah, no, we're definitely. I mean, we've gotten already, you know, a few with with uh, Deadpool. I mean, I even think uh, did Kickass fall under R rated or no? It was R rated. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, we've we've already gotten quite a few already. Now there is a little dirty secret or a little Easter egg for folks. If uh, you look at the co- at the license plate of Luke Logan's um, limo, that's actually the, yeah, that's actually the the. Um, the date and the comic book number that he was that he was re-released for the uh, for the for the uh, the main X Men storyline back in the eighties that everybody like really you know equates to the to the main X Men that everybody follows now. James Mangold did a knockout job. I can't wait to see his Indiana Jones. I wonder if he's going to make it in the vein of a, like a Logan, like an old man, Indiana. Now the, uh, the cemetery they're in, when they, when you go to see them leave, you'll see the name of the cemetery, but that's actually a very well-known cemetery in the Marvel comic books. That's where a lot of Logan's friends are buried, uh, but not just him. Also, uh, the uh, you'll see some of the Fantastic Four have uh, like folks that have died in their in their runs have gone to this. I think it's Greenfield Cemetery. Isn't Greenfield, it? yeah. I believe I, you know, when you, when they go to leave here, you'll see that the, the name of it. But yeah, it's a it's a uh, big. Uh, it's a very well known in the comic book world for the for the Marvel run. Yeah, it's right there. You see it? Yeah. Yeah, or Greenwood. Yeah. Sorry. Greenwood, yeah. Just a little quick shot, but you see it. No, the way he died in the comic, if I recall correctly, he had adamantium disease and I think it took over his body or something. In this film, it just shows that, you know, he's breaking down. Like you saw in that one scene where he's cutting up those guys and he goes to the bathroom and he gets the bullet out of him, but it's not as fast. His healing is slowing down. He can still heal, but not as quickly. That was a nice little touch. 
And here we're introduced to uh, Donald Pierce. He's one of the first Reavers. Uh, they couldn't do the exact Reavers that they wanted to, but he he's um, gotten a a uh, prosthetic there, and that's the mark of all the Reavers that we've seen in the past uh, in the in the Old Man Logan series. I did. I liked him in this movie. He's done a lot of stuff yeah. afterwards. He was in the uh, that awful Predator movie, but it wasn't his fault. He was fine. Just. Predator dogs. That's all I'm gonna say. I'll probably, with him, I think probably his best one that, that you're probably gonna recognize him from is uh, if uh, anybody was a fan of uh, Nar- Narcos from Netflix. Oh, that's right. He was a Narcos. Yeah, that was like probably. I, that's when I see him. That's what I I go back to. That's uh, him and Pedro Pascal. I believe was yeah. in that movie Narcos as well. <laughs> He's so good in this movie. There's illusions of an event that, um, they mentioned throughout, well, I don't know if they mentioned throughout the movie, especially with him and Professor X, of what happened to the other X-Men. Well, yeah, no, never, they, they mentioned never, it several times. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's alluded it's, it's to. Never, yeah. It just said, like, they're gone, but they don't know how. And my feeling is, you know, this is Professor X, one of the most powerful mutants in the world. And he has, basically, he has, like, acute dementia right now. So I'm thinking... That he killed them all somehow. Well, if you were, if later on in the movie we're going to get to that when they're in the, when they're in the hotel, he has an episode, and I think yeah, that's yeah. the that's the illu- the the hinting yep. of what happened. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, because I don't they, I don't think they need to say it. We just see it happening. Like he yeah, has yeah, this yeah, sort yeah, of psionic yeah, 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 yeah. blast, and that's that. I think what happened was that he just you know let it go, and I that, that's more all they need to show us is like they have to hint to like this is probably what happened, which is fine. But it just shows how powerful Professor X is. Well, he's he's one of the few Omega mutants. I mean, they 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 have a level of they have different levels to mutants and him Apocalypse. Uh, Magne- is it Magneto up there? No, no Magneto not. wasn't Omega. Was a uh, Jean Grey, right? Uh, I Jean don't know. She wasn't, but I think with Phoenix, she was. There's like a very small list of what they consider Omega level mutants. By the way, I know we've talked about many times how, like, the Joker needs to go away in comics. You know what's another thing that needs to go away in comics? The Phoenix. The Phoenix used to be a cool little thing with Jean Grey, but now everybody has it. Like, Cyclops has it. Somebody else had it. I'm like, you know what? Enough with the Phoenix Force. It was cool when Jean Grey had it, but when everybody else starts having it, it's like, come on. Well, it's supposed to be a a a, a, a force that can be passed around. So yeah, but it's just like it's just I don't know. I, I could say something right now. It's it's being passed around like a. Oh yeah, no, it is. Yeah, it is. It's, it is. It, like it really is. And I'm surprised you don't have the Phoenix Force. I did, but I took some medication for it, and I, I'm okay. 
And they clear, it clears out like you know, really quick. Alpha level. I'm sorry, he's not an omega. Gene Gray is omega. Magneto is omega. Xavier falls under alpha. Sorry, guys, I got my alpha and omegas confused. From what I was told, like this was the only way that these two were going to come back. Apparently, Hugh wasn't going to come back unless they changed Wolverine radically, and uh, and then he wasn't going to come back unless Patrick Stewart was going to be in it. <laughs> Run it, Ram- <laughs> rambling commercials. Now, uh, now Hugh, Hugh Jackman took a huge pay cut to make sure that this did get a, an R rating. That was his biggest – that was one of the things. He said if he did do this, yeah, he's like, I'll go ahead and take a pay cut. There it is. That's why he's in an old missile silo. That's not a missile silo. That's a that, that was a uh, was just a knocked over um, container. Oh, yeah, no, that's no. not a missile I, silo. I, I'm so, I thought it was a missile silo. I don't no, know. Why I thought it was no, no. my bad, guys. In fact, it, it more it more it more looks like a silo. it look more looks like it's a a cerebro. If you look at the actual paneling and everything oh, around yeah. it, it looks very. You know, I didn't notice that. Yeah, that's it's basically kind of like a, a, a not like a industrial type of yeah, a cerebral type of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it it is a silo, but it's more like it looks like a it looked like a water silo that was knocked over on its side. Mm. So that's why. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, very cerebro like. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Oh, you didn't notice that? Oh, wow. No, that was a, I, like, I one of the like, first things I noticed. I was like, it's like, man, that's cerebral. What no, the hell? No, I, I, I noticed a lot of things. I did not notice that. Yeah, usually I will notice a lot of those things. So uh, Patrick Stewart actually lost uh, 21 pounds to play elderly and sickly Xavier. Most people don't, you know, look at him and think of you know what he's doing, but yeah, he's he had to do a lot to his body to do this. Wasn't there talks for Ian McKellen to be in this movie too? Not that I had heard. Honestly, we got to realize, man, when we heard we got this movie coming out, there wasn't a lot of talks. I didn't when I go went in, I didn't know what I was going into. I knew we weren't. Oh, no, I, I knew we weren't going to get old man Logan like I wanted, but I knew we were going to get that vibe. But after that, I that was the most I knew. Little little nod to the to the first X Men movie, Statue mm-hmm. of Liberty.
if you look in the look in the background in the uh, in the in the mill here, you'll see uh, you'll see Wolverine's um, samurai sword that he was gifted from the Wolverine. Oh, is it there? Mm-hmm. Oh, I have to look then. Yeah, it's in the smelting room, which I don't know if that's here or if that's in the the main room. But I think that's in here. But yeah, you'll see the it's a, it's it's around. Did you did you ever see this? I'm sure you have the extra credit scene from um from Wolverine. Or he's gifted the original costume. Yeah, yeah, that was so. Okay. That's one of the things I think a lot of us fans are like a little bitter about. Like, why didn't we at least get? Why didn't we get that in real, in the real movie? Not not him wearing it, but him getting it. That that was the strange thing because that's all I really needed. Yeah, I mean, we get it in here in the comic books, and we also get a couple of other moments where we see a yellow costume, but um. Just show that scene. That would have been, you know, it was that a deleted nice, scene. Yeah. It wasn't even like post credit. I don't think. I think it was no, just. A, I was like, thing. why? W- it's so quick, and it would make every X Men fan like happy. Hey, okay, yeah. there it is. Okay. We, we don't have so, to see him wear it because we know it's not going to look right. Mm-hmm. Even the even the black the br- the brown and um the brown and black one. Yeah, that happens to all of us, Logan. Eventually, when you get yeah. old enough, you can't you can't, can't get it up all the way. You gotta. Yeah, get some blue, get some blue shoe, bro. <laughs> you know, recall you, you, a scene. You, you, you're gearing for for a sponsorship, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> blue shoe, baby. Check it out, man. Chewables. <laughs> you know, I, I remember the um the first X Men movie when um when she's when he's talking to to Rogue. And she sees, like, for the first time, he's pulling the claws out. And then she asks him, she's like, does it hurt? And he's like, every time. So this is the very first superhero movie to be nominated for an Academy Award for the best adapted screenplay. Screenplay. Yeah. Everybody thought like this. They'd like a uh, Professor X should have been nominated for best supporting actor, and they wanted Hugh Jackman to be. Yeah. Best. I th- I thought they should have too. I really did. But there was a lot like people say. Well, there was a lot of better movies with better performances. I I, go, I get it. But oh, it came out this year. That year? Oh, let me check. Hold on. Yeah, check it out. Because definitely Patrick Stewart should have been at least nominated. I don't even. He wasn't even nominated. Yeah, it wasn't even on the on. Man, I understand it's a I understand it's a superhero movie, and I know there's a a a stigma to it, but uh, and I thought this guy did a good job too. Well, Stephen Merchant. I mean, Stephen Merchant. Is that Stephen Merchant? Yeah, that's Stephen Merchant. Yeah, listen to the voice. Oh my! Wow, that is Stephen Merchant. Right, so we had uh, that's, that's great makeup. Yeah. Oh, God. you can almost see it a little bit, like not on the eyes, but like the bridge of the eyebrow. The bridge, yeah, the bridge. The bridge. Yeah, you can kind of see it there. Holy cow! That is Stephen fucking Merchant. That's nuts. Yeah, that'll be. Okay. This is the first that we'll see of Caliban. We see him later uh, in uh, X Men Apocalypse, but played by a different different actor. Yeah, it's
I wonder if Feige would dare do Age of Apocalypse. Oh, easily. That's an easy. That's an easy one to to do. He's one of the. He's one of those X Men villains that, and I don't blame Oscar Isaacs. I don't. I just think it wasn't the apocalypse, you know, I wanted or should have been. Like to me, apocalypse is more. I'm not even talking about size. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm talking more about presence. And Oscar Isaacs is, is he's you look at other roles, he's great. I just think that that was one of those roles that did, didn't fit him. He wasn't like like when you see Magneto, like both versions, they stand out. Apocalypse should stand out. And I don't think in that movie, Age of Apocalypse, he stood out. Well, it was kind of tough because it, Apocalypse needs an arc. Not He can't be crammed yeah. into one movie. I think if we would have gotten more more of an arc during during that, we, he, he would have stood out. But we were having to introduce him. We're having to introduce his four horsemen. We're having to yeah, – there's a lot to, to bring in. I really don't see what I don't see why they weren't nominated. I'm looking at those. I'm looking at the movie list, and I'm not seeing anything like screaming at you know saying. What were the movies? What were the movies that year? I mean, it was a busy year. I mean, for this was a busy year for superhero movies. I mean, I think you had Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman out at this time. Let me see here. Yeah, you had Star Wars: Last Jedi, Beauty and the Beast, Wonder Woman, Jumanji. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, uh, Spider-Man, It, Thor Ragnarok, Despicable Me 3, and Justice League. Now, those are your top three grossing films. Um, but like the rest of them, I don't, I'm not seeing any yeah, – I'm not seeing anything like screams like you know Oscar-nominated movies. We'll check the Oscar. Well, that's what, what I'm doing. That? Yeah, that's what I'm doing okay. right now. Moonlight, La La Land, Manchester by the Sea, Moonlight was oh, Manchester best by the Sea. Well, you had well, you had Moonlight, Hell or High Water, Manchester. Hell or High Water is a good movie, really good movie. Lion, Nocturnal Animals. Those were the best supporting actor. I never, sorry again, I, I never really heard much of those movies, but yeah, I don't know. You could you, you could have thrown Patrick Stewart. Well, I think you could have. Yeah, I just. I mean, he he may not have won, but you just at least have him nominated. Well, I mean, at least they were they were up for you know they would do best of, you know screenplay. I you know we'll give them that. I think that's that's something great for it's them a, to it's have. A start yeah. and the next year we I think we got Black Panther nominated for best picture, which you know that's another. It's a good movie, but you know. But we're yeah, getting there. Sure. We're get we're 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 getting we're getting there as far as the Oscars go. I think slowly but surely, when the if the movies continue to evolve, oh, I take that back. I'm sorry. I was looking at the ones. Okay, uh, Shape of Water. Sorry, was that year? The Darkest Hour, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, Call Me by Your Name, Phantom Thread, Get Out. There we go. Nice little nod. I tell you what, when eventually they do recast Wolverine, because you know they they're going to, it's gonna happen. That's gonna be some pretty 
big shoes to fill. That's almost why I'm like, I feel like they should just let it go. I, I think, think so too. That's one of those characters I couldn't see anybody else. I can't. Yeah, playing this. you just can't because he played him for so long, and he was just so good at it. And I think plus, he like, still holds the record for playing the longest. Yeah, no, it's it, it's him. I know Tony's uh, for like Tony Stark. I know Robert Downey Jr. is like right behind him, but especially the way he ended it with this performance too. It's just like, I mean, I just can't see anybody else's Wolverine. I mean, I don't know. I mean, do you do you put him in? Did, did, does Feige go take a trip to you know where Hugh lives and say, "Hey, I have an idea. What do you think?" But I don't think he's going to go for it though. No, because it, it took him a lot to come back for this. He he, he wants to be done. I, I know it's, there's always this little joke and little fun between him and and Ryan Reynolds. I mean, if anybody could do it, it would be, be Ryan. Ryan. And I think the only reason he would come back is would be for a Deadpool movie. Now that would be the you know, yeah yeah I can see that. But yeah, there's there's certain characters, and I think he he kind of hits one of those ones. I know he's a very important character in the X Men universe, and you know it, he is the he is the Batman of the X Men. I mean, the best way to put it, he is their money maker. Yeah. And so I know they're going to, but I and, just and think it's that, that goes back to comics as well. Like he was, like he was the guy. Yeah, he was the guy. And was strange where he came from. How popular? Remember how popular he got, and fell fast. That was one of the biggest things when I was collecting comics. You know, especially like my brother, my older brother, big X Men fan. Big, well, actually, my younger brother. I'm sorry, I take that back. Love the X Men, and um, he was not a big Wolverine guy. Because he, he thought he was like oversaturated, like oh Wolverine in every freaking comic. Well, by the time we started to read, yeah, he was. But you got to realize when Wolverine first came out, Wolverine came out. I want to say early seventies, and he was a joke. He didn't he didn't get popularity until they redid him in the early eighties. So he languished in like this strange little world, you know, where he was used every once in a while. But yeah, he didn't become popular until they until they redid uh, the series. Um, was that Claremont? I think that did that run. Was, I think I think it was Claremont. Yeah, I think Cl- Chris Claremont. You know, when they he reintroduced the X Men and he brought him in, he changed Wolverine's origins. And he added, I want to say, and he didn't change, but I think he added more flavor. He still kept him as a Canadian superhero. But was uh, he in, was he was he introed in Alpha Flight or was he with the X Men always? No, he was introduced solo in this strange looking cat costume. Okay. If you ever look for the original. Like the original version of Wolverine, um, yeah, it's it's a uh, yeah, it's not a pretty pretty image. Yeah, let me see here. Can't remember the right. Uh, yeah, nineteen seventy four again. Awesome, awesome year, nineteen seventy four. Year nineteen seventy four. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Kane is getting a refill. He's he's not falling out, down a, a tunnel. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We're doing this on live camera, so eventually you'll see me getting refills and stuff. So. I'm not leaving. I'm right here. But yeah, no, I think he yeah he first he he first was he was originally created with Len Wein, uh, and then he was like a he was supposed to be like a mutated Wolverine cub was his first original like thing, and then they and then they started him out. But yeah, he he started off like this very strange looking 
What is, where's Len Wein, man? Has he done anything lately? Len? God, no. I think yeah. he, I think he's like retired or should be retired by now. Len, Len's been around a long time. Oh, well, that's right. Len Wein passed away, actually. Now I remember that. Oh, okay. Yeah, 2017. Oh. So, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, rest in peace, Len. Yeah, no, yeah. He's been a... Yeah, the water tower that's fall, fallen over, that's where that's where Xavier is. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. where he's being held. Or living. It's being kept, you know. Nice. Kept, yeah, nice and tidy. Dude, I just, you know, I love the look of old man Logan, man. Just bearded, dirty looking. That suit. There's a there's actually a um an action figure that I'm looking to get of him just like that. And there's a poster of it too, where he's just wearing that suit with the claws out. Well, I'm sure so, yeah. something about it. I mean, later on, he shaves, but you know. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> And there is the first, well, you saw her earlier, but X-23. Has she done anything lately? That actress? Yeah. I believe. You know, after this, she was huge. And then, like, I just, I've never seen her in anything after this. Maybe she has. Let's see, Daphne Keene. What is she up to? Oh, she's in uh, the series. Uh, that's that's why I don't even recognize her. She looks so different. Uh, his uh, Dark Materials. It's on uh, H- uh, HBO really? right now. Yeah, yeah, she's been on there. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I don't even recognize her. She's uh, sixteen now. Looks completely different. Uh, you know who originally uh, uh, who uh, auditioned for this role? And I think probably would have been an amazing job that seeing what she's done so far. Uh, Miley Bobby Brown. Oh yeah, I you know I, I love her. I think she does an amazing job on uh, on Stranger Things, but I think she probably would have done a re- great job here. I'm not saying that take anything away from uh, Daphne, but I think she would have done a awesome holy job. cow, that's her. Yeah, I know. That's why I was like, wait a second, because I've, I've watched a few episodes because somebody told me I should really watch uh, the, the, his Dark Materials, and I've, I've watched a few episodes, and I just okay. Well, I guess she is doing something. Wow, she looks older. Yeah, sixteen. All grown up. Mm. How old was she in this movie then? Uh, 2017, so 13, 12, 13. 13. Well, you figure she was yeah. 12 when they were filming it. I just love how they what they did to did to Patrick Stewart, adding like the liver spots and just I mean they really yeah. they aged yeah they did a yeah. good job. And it's just weird seeing him with longer hair. I mean, I know that's not really long, but for him, it's long hair.
Better get out of here. He's going to find his way back. Should have killed him. Oh, shit. That was fast. Uh-oh. Choo-choo. <laughs> Choo-choo. Get that wheelchair in there, man. Surprised they never used a floating wheelchair that he had. Does he have like a floating wheelchair? Professor well, there X? was, but yeah, that was Days of Future Past. Oh, so, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. And since that timeline never happened, or hasn't happened yet. Damn, they got you, bro. So uh, Hugh Jackman says he learned his uh, English accent or American accent. Sorry, let me rephrase that. His American accent from uh, copying a, uh, a, uh, a pirate, a famous pirate. Blackbeard? Johnny Depp. Oh. Yeah, that's really? where, where he learned to uh, learn to acquire his American accent. Interesting. Oh, so they're, they're he's <laughs> not a nice. generic. I love that smart ass. What do they use the same troopers from Batman v Superman? <laughs> hey, you know, they're all around. Yeah. They get around. Boom. I remember this now. I'm reading some of this stuff. I remember this is probably one of the first Red Band trailers I think I ever watched. Yeah. Uh, and because it was the, the official, it was like the Red Band trailer was at, was an actually like an unofficial release trailer. Uh, it got. You know, the, they added like some bonus grainy like stuff of Wolverine and stuff like that. But yeah, I remember this. I think this was the first time I had ever heard of Red Band trailers. I really haven't heard much of them. I, I think they were popular for like two, three years. Not lately, I haven't heard. I don't. I don't think I've seen a Red Band trailer in a long time.
It's almost as if Steel or Dave Batista had a kid. <laughs> like his face is almost like it's almost like flea. I didn't notice that. Good pull. I love this. I remember going to see this in movies, and the and the uh, person I was with didn't know what to expect. Like as far as like who she was. Uh, yeah, this is great. Just walks up with the dude's head. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> You're your friend, yeah. She goes off too. Yeah. Like boom. <laughs> they were saying that when uh, she was when she was uh, shooting her uh, her fight scenes, they had to do it over several takes because um, apparently she was having too much fun filming. And doing the fight scenes that she started oh, like, can like, you imagine? Can you imagine? Oh yeah, like, little twelve-year-old girl. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about a powerful, uh, like leading or you know, strong female character? Mm. <laughs> you can't get any stronger, more kick-ass than this. Right here. I think you know, you you talk about like young young women like looking up to like characters and stuff like that. Her, I think Hit Girl, her and Hit Girl like are right up there oh, like together. Man. Yeah. And Hit Girl was before her, mm-hmm. and she was awesome. Oh yeah, Hit Girl was awesome. The stuff, all, all the, is everything she had to go through. Her and Big Daddy. <laughs> That's why Kick Ass Two didn't really work, man, because Big Daddy wasn't in. It, well, I I think it was just a little too much. Big Daddy was fun, but I, I think it was. I love Big Daddy, man. Come on, he was awesome. There we go. It's the Wolverine we love. Damn, she got her foot too. Oh yeah, yeah. She's yeah. She Ooh. had she had three blades, just like Wolverine did per hand. But she had two in her hand and one in her foot. That was the, that was the big difference. Oh, <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Excessive violence. I love it. Uh, yeah, I think he figured that out. <laughs> and she keeps her book bag throughout the whole thing.
Oh, that's right. The limo's bulletproof. I didn't notice that until now. <laughs> Fucking hardcore. Mm-hmm. Spitting out bullets. And her whole her whole thing this entire movie, all physical. I think she has maybe a couple lines of dialogue. She has uh, she has a bunch of lines in Spanish, and actually she uh, she was allowed to improvise. She actually asked about that, and uh, that was something that Patrick Stewart like loved about about her, and, and you know like really raved it, and you know talked her up. Was that during like the um, the auditioning tapes that she was she was able to do like you know, do go uh, go off off script a little bit. Improvisation, man. And actually, Hugh Jackman was actually hoping that she would continue the Wolverine legacy and pick it up because he know he knows you know it's going to be recast eventually. But uh, he was hoping that at least X twenty three would become like the new Wolverine of the franchise and I continue. Yeah. Uh, it, not now, yeah, not, not now, now. But yeah, but now. he was ho- at that time when this movie came out. When yeah, we're talking I, about, I, that's I, what he said. I wish. I wish. I mean, they, but they, they would have, they would have had to pull the trigger. She would have at least have a movie by now, but you know, didn't happen. So, <laughs> damn. Oof. She's a little badass. You talk about the makeup job on Patrick Stewart or the, um, you know, with the liver spots and everything, but Hugh Jackman, the scars in his face, the way he made it look like a lot older. Good too. Touch of gray hair in that hair, beard. Well, most people forget during this time he was going through a cancer scare. That was another reason for his retirement from Wolverine. Was he? Ooh, yeah, he was citing right, his age, yeah. and he and he was going through a, a, a skin cancer scare. Uh, so that's why he retired from the role. And actually, um, oddly enough, it was a stand-up comedian that kind of like helped him come to this. It was uh, Jerry Seinfeld? Yeah, they oh, actually. Really? Yeah, they actually were talking and said, you know, uh, it was. <laughs> it was. He said it was something that. That that was actually said in Seinfeld. That was something that you know got you know got him thinking. Says it's you know it's you know about about it and uh you know saying it you know it's you know, it's it's you it's you again uh, every time you know about the about the you know the, the the getting older you know it's time to move on you've you've reached that t- that point you're not you don't look like that anymore. Ouch. Don't hit Uncle Fester like that.
So I guess at this point, all the mutants are extinct. Not extinct. There was a mass, like, you know, basically almost like you want to think about it, a house of them, you know, where, where, you know, a good portion of them were dead, but they're still out there. Just hiding a little bit better, I would assume. Ouch. I believe the Reavers in the comics, were they not like sort of like uh, kind of robotic? Oh, yeah. That's why I was saying the Pierce here, he's the one that's closest to. That's why I was saying that earlier. Yeah, because he's, they were not, he's the they closest were one. Yeah. At all. Yeah, they no, they, like they were human. No, they were cyborg. They were okay. They were made up. But that's what I was saying at the beginning right. when he was first introduced. He is the closest one to the Reavers of the comic book. Because okay. I'm, I'm just getting like a little bit of recall now. Like, wait a minute. They're supposed to be like that. Cybernetic nature. Yep, that's why I made that comment earlier when he was introduced. I know, know, man. Sorry. Oh, that's Richard E. Grant. I forgot he's in this film. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yep. The war, the uh, warlock himself. Well, he's not the warlock, but that's crazy. What a wasted role he had in Star Wars. I wish they would have done more with him. Oh, yeah. Man, I put the animation. Frightening. Two packs for twenty eight ninety nine. Damn. What kind of cigarettes are those?
<laughs> oh, to be a father. <laughs> Man, I just pick up stuff. You're drinking a beer? No, it's an energy drink. Okay. Who the hell is this dude? That's the worst mullet I've ever seen in my life. Actually, it's not even a mullet, just a. It's a Circle K special. <laughs> you have to get that when you become manager of a Circle I K. I guess so. I guess it would. I just fly out to rob the place. So you guys can't afford like a, a car bat charger battery? I'm pretty cheap. No, well, so. it's not like they have like regular jobs. So. So they killed most of them. Genocide, huh? Oh, that boy did suicide is, instead. <laughs> is this trans uh, gen transgen? You seen that? The name of the hospital? Yeah. It's, is it's, that a reference to anything? Yeah, it's a link. It's a link to uh, Mr. Sinister. Ah. Oh. Yeah, all this is Mr. Sinister, and it, and it leads back into the uh, the X Men, where we see the in the post credit scenes, where we see see the uh, the, the suitcase. Yeah, I with, that. With, with the corporate. Yeah, so yeah, that was one of the things that they like missed. Like they could have just skipped Apocalypse altogether, and if they just would have gone with Mr. the Mister, would have been yeah, perfect. Because then you get then you get your introduction, introduction, and your backstory to Apocalypse, and maybe what he is. But I think that was probably like one of the biggest missed opportunities that that the whole X Men series had. They right hinted, there. they hinted so many times. Here they hinted at the X. I mean, oh. It was all over the place. It's like that was the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like you Big just said. Big miss. And plus you have an actor in Richard, in Richard E. Grant. Dude, you you telling me he can't be Mr. Sinister? That's what I thought when he was going to be in this movie. I was like, dude, Sinister maybe? Yeah. And then, and then he's just going to play a regular old doctor. Yeah. It was just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know what the problem is. Role, yeah. It's just strange when you have something like right in front of the, dude, I wonder if, if Feige was there. He would like he always takes opportunities to do that, but 
Yeah, but I think with with X Men, it's a little tougher because you have so many great storylines you want to hit first. Mister Sinister to us as X Men fans, we know like the really deep down story he does. But when you're thinking like, you know, okay, X Men, yeah, we definitely want to see the Phoenix. So you know, they had to do that, and I think they spent too much time with that. They could have. They they could have gone with the instead of doing the apocalypse one they could have done but again the, again apocalypse is a big money maker I, mean, I think when you think of a lot of the X Men runs Sinister was probably the lower one he yeah he was not a big run not yeah a big but but I think in the overall story he has more of a impactful storyline and a better story arc I used to love him in the cartoon mm-hmm. he was like the way he always used to um, dick around with Gene and, and Scott awesome. Yeah, that was the whole thing with the uh, Age of Apocalypse comic book run. That was the one thing that you know he did. He, he you know, um, Cyclops was one of his one of his soldiers, but then he somehow got Jean Grey's DNA, and that's when they made not Cable but X Man, and that you know, and, and he became this more powerful. And basically, X Man was designed to kill off Apocalypse so that Mister Sinister could take over the you know as the as the ruler of the world. That's why I think you should you know you need to in- introduce him before you take the step to apocalypse because you need to set set the ground you know the groundwork for him. That's the way I would have gone. You can have a build up for him, just not you know just blurt him out there. But I mean, I think with I'll see how what happens with the with the movies now. It's it's the it goes back to that one story you and I have had for years. How will Feige introduce them? That's the biggest thing. That's you know how are they going to do it? Yes, they can introduce them with WandaVision, do a House of M kind of thing, and all of a sudden, bam, the X Men are the, you know the mutants are there. But at the same time, once you do that, you lose what be, is so important about the X Men. Yeah, it's their it's not about their stories right now. It's about the history before these stories that makes them makes them so important. Mm, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Can't believe I'm agreeing with you, but yeah, you're right. Uh, many Saturday afternoons with my father watching those spaghetti westerns. Uh, Shane? I don't know if you would count Shane a spaghetti western, but... And it's interesting the story that uh that Xavier's telling her mm. is actually Patrick Stewart's memory. He he improvised the whole the whole thing. That it was telling a story about watching Shane because Shane is one of the first movies he remembers going to a, seeing in the theaters as a kid. <laughs> and for you and for you boot nerds that are out there you're Wolverine is putting on a pair of Wolverine thousand mile boots. Yes. Yeah. See, that's the story he's telling about seeing it. That's his real life. God, missed, missed, missed opportunity. And if anybody, if if you're curious why they're watching Shane, Shane was a big 
influence for James to write this because if you've ever seen Shane, you'll the story behind that kind of follows. James Howlett, there it is. I had a discussion with somebody about um, when this movie was released. Like, oh, well, how did, you know, she get the adamantium in her and all that stuff? I, I go, you know, they took this DNA, by the way, great little uh, nod of the X-Men comics. And I was like, well, if they're based in the X-Men universe, if Wolverine does bleed. So I'm sure somebody like around the way, like yeah, blood samples. So yeah, it's, it's just, not that he doesn't bleed. He just heals. Yeah, it's not, he ble- he's not he Superman. Heals, yeah. <laughs> he's not Superman. He's just... He, trust me, it, it was it, ridiculous. Like his argument was like, "Oh, but you know, he he has fast healing." I go, "Yeah, but he does still bleed." Yeah, <laughs> it's come on now. Ice cream for bedwetters, huh? Yeah, it's one of those jokes everybody, you know, talked about, you know, uh, you know, I, I thought it was a perfect explanation to uh, Batman Beyond, how Terry McGinnis became, you know, you know, was he was basically Bruce Wayne's, you know, genetic son. When Amanda Waller discusses it, yeah, you you bled all over this city for years. And that same thing goes for Wolverine, you know, he bled all over the place for yeah. so many years. What's not to you know pick up a you know pick that up and and make a clone if you know that technology's there? And by the way, one of the best episodes of Justice League Unlimited was that it was basically it, it kind of like it ended Batman Beyond because the animated cartoon got canceled. Yeah, it was yeah it was, a, it, was this, it was a technically the season fin- or the series finale for that. Yeah, I love that. I love that ending. Yeah, it was just so perfect. They Where did the, they out. did the same thing for for Millennium. Uh, the, the, uh, yeah, you told the, me yeah. that with the X. Uh, yeah, there's the an X- episode of X Men that was basically the the season finale or the series finale of Millennium. And it's awesome that if you if you get that chance, you know, we understand Hollywood happens, but there are certain ones that'd be great to you know to say, hey, you know, this ended. This was able to end here. Yeah, you know, if you have a, somebody else that's you know a friend of the showrunner. Yeah, and to be able to up. to just to have, put a book into it, say, hey, yeah, yeah. this is what happened. This is where they're left off. Not just, oh my god, you know, they're just done. It's so funny when you you know like when you see like if you ever watch those, you know what what movies are are existing in what world? Like we know like Firefly, um, Alien, Predator. Um, and one other one are all in the same universe, you know, and it's kind of cool when you see television shows do that or or you find like other movies that are, are tied into that. Like did you know um, the latest Friday the 13th run is also tied into Transformers, the Michael Bay series? Really? It, they know. exist in the same world. The douchebag that, that was at the beginning of Transformers that, that Michaela was – her boyfriend that became yeah. a douche to Sam. His name, I think it was was I can't remember the name that he his character was. That same character 
is in the the rebooting of the Friday the Thirteenth that was done by Michael Bay, same character name, really? played by the same actor, and there in Michael Bay hinted that yeah that's it's the same guy. So there's like a wow, yeah the okay. the, the, the sure. new Friday the Thirteenth is in the Transformers universe. So so imagine imagine that battle, Jason versus Optimus Prime. <laughs> Well, Prime just got to step on him, but then again, Jason, Jason has been to hell. He just comes He's back. Space, yeah. So I don't know. By the way, I've had another person who wants to step in when we do Jason X. Oh, we got another one because we got two right yeah. now. Well, we, you we and me two. and some one other person, and then there's somebody yeah, else. There's, there's another person. I oh, we might have four. Yeah. That'll that yeah. would be fun. Because uh, I I just casually mentioned it in conversation. I was like, oh my god, is it going to be like Jason X? He's like Jason X. Like, you remember when Jason went to space? Say, oh my god, that was so stupid! I go, I know, ridiculous. He's like, you're gonna do it? I go, we're, we're gonna do it. We don't have a time yet, but you got, you let, let me know, let me know. He's like, me and my girlfriend, we're gonna be on. I'm like, dude, okay. <laughs> I have one, two, three, four, five free channels. So yes, we we got more than enough. <laughs> yeah, we have we got time. Yeah. And here's the hint. This is what I was talking about earlier. I know you, you, yeah, you know, is, but yeah, for anybody listening, yeah, this is what when we they talk about the what happened to the X Men and what you know made Charles so dangerous. I think this is it. Whatever he's happening now is what happened then, but worse. Is this so? This just affects mutants. It doesn't affect humans. I don't know because when he was walking up the le- the uh, when he. I know you saw that one girl just kind of standing there, but yeah. like, but but I don't know if this guy's a mutant here, but it's getting he's being affected. The guy sitting in the standing in the hallway. Well, he's just not moving. Well, that's what I'm thinking. It's, I think, yeah. I think it, it affects mutants more, and it just puts humans on pause. I guess, like it just stops them. But mutants have you know it, it, that or just Wolverine's that that much of a badass, and he can fight through it. If you think back, you know, the, 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 to the scene in. Um, was it X three or X Men United? No, X Men United. When Jean Grey was was fighting him off, and he kept coming forward, even though she was like ripping apart his flesh. Oh, that that was that was unfortunately the X Men Last Stand. Yeah, or oh, Last Stand. What did I say? United. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, last Stand. Oh, yeah. Dear. Don't ever compare. Those Sorry, <laughs> but I think that's kind of the same thing. He's just strong enough, and things don't affect his body as much because he's got that healing factor. Yeah. Which again, so one of the best. And see, she's be able to fight it too. Yeah. So I just think it's just his healing factor to give is you know. My God, such a good scene. I'm all, I keep thinking back to the, to a movie. I think it was a movie. Uh, no, television series. Sorry, it was. I keep thinking back to like, you know, when you're talking about you know something hitting all the mutants at once. I keep going back to that. Star, it's a Star Trek episode. Uh, the next generation, actually, you know, reference to Patrick Stewart, where this character, he had the ability to kill. He would mentally, he was able to kill all the. I think it was all the Ugnaughts or whatever they were that killed his wife, and he's like, I just didn't kill the ones that came to, you know, come after us. I killed them all. I wiped mm-hmm. them out with one thought, and that's always. I always think back to that. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. There's actually some Star Trek next gen villains that I wish they would have did something with in the films. Besides the Borg. Like, I was shocked when they when they were doing the films. 
like we knew the Borg were going to be there, which is probably the best film in, of the next generation films that came out. The other ones were not great, by the way, just besides that one. But shocked they never did anything with the Q, like that right there. Well, yeah, I think we should have seen something with Q at least. The others, I don't. The other characters in in Star Trek are just that they're set for television. You don't. You need a big, a big character for. The films. The films. And, you know, Borg and Q, yeah, were, were, were two of them. Um, I kind of like the last one with, with Picard's clone. I thought that one was kind Which of was, a. Which uh, was Tom Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy, yeah. Uh, I, th- I thought that was a really, I thought that was a pretty good, you know. It was a good idea. Just like the whole film was this. I think, I don't, there's just something lacking about that film. See, I think most people expect a little bit more from Star Trek than what Star Trek gives. It's it's Star Trek. It's it's always going to be about the what's going on at this moment in in culture and pop culture and not only pop culture but in our. I don't know. I just to me, Star Trek has always been about discovery and like you know, discussion, politics, treaties, and all that. You know, war was the last resort. War is, yeah, but I'm talking about – it really talks about the hu- the human experience when you really yeah, look at, at the true yeah, – yeah. And that's what a lot of people – and I have issues with it too, with the new Star Trek, the Discovery. It's, you know, dude, uh, I, I just finished season one. I like it. Uh, so far, like yeah, it season lot. one too, it, it, it's good. It's uh, – when we roll into season three, it gets a little weird. Uh, but a lot of what a lot of people have issues with is the – is that it's dealing with things now and I don't understand – a lot of Star Trek people – if you remember, I don't think you were a Trekkie back in when you were younger, but um, they had a lot of um, tactical manuals and manuals how to do this and manuals about this. Oh my! God. There was tons of manuals, I... and, and Star Trek is very military. Military, and I... I think the I think the new Star Trek has issues. They don't follow the military protocols that were laid out beforehand, so a lot of people have that issue. And then, of course, that it deals with more contemporary issues. There was a – I think I saw one of the last Star Trek films in the theater. Um, Not the J.J. ones, but like um, – do you remember the old Altamont Theater that, before it got torn down, before the uh, they built the AMC over there? Talking about the, the, two, the little the, two-theater one, the two-seater? Yeah, the, the, two, yeah, the, the two-screen one. Back. Yeah. It was like near uh, Crane's Roost. Yeah. Oh, well, no. It, it's, yeah, right where, it's right where the – where if you were there, it's right where the old new theater is. They just yeah, tore it down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's like literally like it used to be there. Well, I saw yeah. a Star Trek movie there with a couple of buddies of mine. And they used to, and like when I went in there just to watch Star Trek, I forgot which film it was. I know well, it's one of the back next gen then. Ones. It had to be either Khan or no, it wasn't Khan. It was like one of the ones after that. Oh, uh, either probably was Undiscovered Country. So when I or, went in or there, it was the whale one. It might have been the whale one. I remember people used to dress up to go in there, and they would wear like their Starfleet outfits and all that. Oh and yeah. Somebody would dress, and then one dude walked in there. He sat in a couple of seats from us. The girl I was going out with at the time. She's like, what, what does he, ha- he have there? And there was like these five or six people who just grouped up together. He opens up this entire – looks like a map and it's a freaking manual mm-hmm. of the ship that we're going to see in this film. Yeah. Like the decks. Like oh, yeah. where they – I'm like, like where did you get that? And oh, apparently he, he made it. Well, you can get them. I, I have a girlfriend of mine got me the tactical manuals for Next Generation Enterprise and literally it takes you bridge, you know, you know, level by level, you know, and uh and then in each room and then what the what the panels look like, what the panels do. Yeah, it was it's crazy. All right guys, excuse me. I'm going to take a little boys break. I love watching these things like the technology that's just like a little ahead of what 
our time is, like these self-driving rigs, which honestly we're not that far off that this could be legit. I, I know there's a ton of truck drivers out there, and I've, I know we've got a couple of our friends that are truck drivers don't want to see something like this. But yeah, that's it is that's not that far from the from something you know at least a decade away it could be happening. Best line someone has come along. Okay, sorry guys. Back. You know what I just realized? This is like I think the first time we've done one of these with the cameras rolling in a while. Well, we somebody upgraded something recently, so Oh, okay. We're talking about me, by the way. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything. No, I was. I I'll point it out, it was me. It was a uh, Christmas birthday gift. Thank you, Mom and Dad. Love you guys. Chuck. Look at Eric LaSalle. Good to see him again. I always remember Eric LaSalle as the uh, soul glow guy from Coming to America. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he was. I wonder, is he going to come back? Uh, I don't know. On the sequel? I haven't seen his his name in the credits or anything. Let's see. He should come back. He should be the owner of Soul Glow by now. Should be. Uh, let's see. Well, he was on ER for a long time. Yeah, he was the mean doctor, man. Oof. What a dick. No, this is his last movie. Did he pass away or something? Did I miss it? No, no, he's still alive. All right. Yeah, this was his last movie. And... Oh, yeah, well, he moved on to, uh, I don't know, take did, that back. Is he directing? I would say he soon. did, but yeah, the last time he directed was this. So, yeah, I guess he just retired. I don't see uh, nothing else after 2017. He's not that old, is he? No. I don't think he's even 60. Uh, 58, yeah. No, he's not. Yeah, he's not 60, yeah, so he's got... He's got some years yeah. left. Maybe he's just enjoying his his, his time. I mean, heck, I, I, I would. I would. No, he's got those ER checks rolling in too. So. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. No, Logan was his last uh, movie, his last television it sucks show. Because he's a really good actor too. It's just one of those things. Like, I guess I wonder if he was a fan. And under last under the under the dome was his last movie or television series. His last directing was. Uh, let me see. He was doing uh, Chicago Justice, APB, The Quad, Training Day, and Librarians. He he directed a couple of episodes on each one. And that's it. He called it quits. Nothing since. (laughs) 
So this is what happened to the Sogo guy after coming to America. He sold his business. He got a farm and had a family with Lisa. Thank you, Prince Joffrey. <laughs> That's Joffrey Joffrey. I mean, come on. <laughs> now, a lot of what you see here at the dinner table, this is all improvised. They they had like a, a layout, but it was just the, the dinner table, especially the the communications between between Logan and Professor Xavier. Such a good scene. You got this moment of just like, you know, calm and peace and then just hmm. It's a, it's almost like a symbolic moment, symbolism. You have one family on one side, the other family on the other side. That's 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 a shame he doesn't do that much anymore. Yara was on for a long time. I oh God, that. yeah, yeah. Who was a young doctor, Noah something, and, he, and then he became one of the librarians? So Noah Setledge or something like that? Noah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, the actor. I'm sorry. I thought you were yeah. talking about the character. Yeah. Um, God, I'm trying to remember. Well, he became the librarian. Uh, but, um, yeah, I'm trying to remember. Because you, you originally started off with Anthony Edwards, George Clooney, Noah Weil. That's who Noah it was. Noah yeah. 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 Noah Weil. Great, great job on the librarians. I love the librarians. Me too. I'm I'm a huge fan of the librarians, man. I think that's just because it reminds me of Indiana Jones a lot. It basically, I mean, it's your adventure, you know, low budget. What it reminds me of, it took me back to Indiana Jones, like you said, but also uh, Alan Quartermain. And it took me back in the stylized of how they did it to the original Hercules and Xena. How you remember the first Hercules and Xenas were all movies. Yeah, and that's basically right. what the librarians were. It was the kind of just these these movies that um that you know were just like low budget, but yeah, it was it was this mix of like I said, yeah, Alan Quartermain and like you said, Indiana Jones, but just had this this Hercules what, Xena. And I I've been wasn't, little, Bob, wasn't Bob Newhart like in that? Bob film too? was the curator was like the, of the curator? yeah, basically yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did it. He, I, I, I love those movies, man. They were just fun. 
Even even the te- television series, uh, yeah, if you got it with Rebecca Romay, yeah, she uh, she did a really it was a fun uh, fun series. And Noah became like he became like the, almost the curator type. He guy, was but, still the librarian, but the library he had to take on like the bigger things, and the those guys took on the the junior librarians took on like the lower level problems. Yeah, I dug it, man. I wish they would bring that back. And then you had uh, John Lithgow, actually, or, or John Leguizamo. Sorry, no, no, what shoot, no, it's not Lithgow. It wasn't Leguizamo. The other John played a night court crap. Ooh, uh, 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 John Larroquette. 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 Thank you. The other John L. <laughs> he he he's the one that stepped in to take a Bob uh, Newhart's place. Uh, speaking of night court, you know they're bringing that back. Yes, with with John back. And I guess his, his man, daughter's going to be – yeah, I guess he'll be a judge and his daughter's going to be an up-and-coming lawyer, which I think will be an interesting dude, uh, take. Larry, dude, if you guys have never seen Night Court, just watch it because he's – Dan Fielding or district attorney. Was he district attorney or was he just a, a lawyer, Dan Fielding? I think he was just – I think he was a public attorney or a public – yeah, public, public defendant. I don't know if I he was a public defendant or if um, or if Mark, Marcy was. Marky Post? No, yeah, Marky Post was um, – wasn't she like a secretary to the judge? No, 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 no. Marky, Marky was another no, attorney. Was, yeah, because no, they always went back and forth. Yeah, okay, yeah. He, so yeah, he was a public defender, and Dan was the uh, the defense attorney. Yeah. Oh no, he was but prosecuting. I don't know though. Prosecuting Sorry, no. and, and my aunt would be mad at me. She, my aunt, my oh aunt would be so God. mad at me. She's a lawyer from D.C., so she would be oh so mad if I. Such a freaking good show. Richard oh yeah. Mall was like the uh, the bailiff. Oh yeah. So fun, and, and a very and a very first uh, introduction of uh, Brent Spiner. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Actually, there's a couple people on there who you get to see their first looks on that yeah. show. I love, dude, I love that show. It was nine thirty every Thursdays on NBC. Uh, see, for us, well, see, I think I, I caught it on um, on syndication. So to me, I'm, so I always caught it at seven thirty. Oh, did you? No, just, yeah, it was still on the regular. I just even then, I wasn't watching much television. I would usually just watch like whatever's on after the news and then usually around eight I'd you know go to my room and read. Nice. I gotta see this dark material show. So yeah, you and I were talking about uh, Mister Sinister and everything. There is actually, and it was a, in a commentary track for X Men Apocalypse. Director Brian Singer had stated that his film's post-credit scene would directly connect with the on-screen debut of X Men's main protagonist, or one of them, his antagonists, Mister Sinister, in Logan. On January 2017, Mangold stated that the character would not appear uh, in the film, however, but the DNA from several mutants, including Logan, in the film was used. To create those, so it is a direct tie-in. They were expecting to have him show up. I don't know what happened, but yeah, there were there was definitely a a link. So the what we got in X Men Apocalypse was a hint to, to something more to happen, and the DNA that was taken at that time 
is the DNA that was used in this movie. Gotcha. So there is a connection yeah, that could, way. Yeah. There, yeah, the title, the whole DNA stuff, I kind of figured that. Yeah, but, the whole suitcase but yeah, there, yeah, there was definitely plans to do it. I just don't know why they didn't pull the trigger. And you were talking about like uh, uh, the uh, the regrets of uh, and uh, the the hope of maybe he might return. Uh, Hugh Jackman has admitted having two lingering regrets about retiring from the role of Logan slash Wolverine: is that he never appeared in an Avengers movie, and that he never appeared in Deadpool movie. Uh, Hugh Jackman said that um, that he knew that he had known that Deadpool back in two thousand sixteen was going to be a uh, like such a Enormous hit, but he, he um, but he also knew about the performances that of you know Logan being in there as gag, mm-hmm. but uh, but he, he if he would have known it would have been a bigger hit as big of a hit that it was he probably would have postponed his retirement. But a lot of folks they didn't have they trust as much as much as the movie executives will tell you they had trust behind Deadpool. They did, no, they, didn't. they did. They, didn't. they really didn't. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't know they, what they, they had. Didn't. I mean, it's, they didn't. Do you remember the first footage that came out of that 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 uh that little uh, sp- uh, spice reel that got released or uh, apparently got leaked? You mean the one that, that you mean the one that Ryan Reynolds released on his own? Yeah. <laughs> as much as he says no, no, he released. Oh that. no, he, he yeah. Now it's all him. Yeah, it's all tongue in cheek, but that he that was him because only him and one other person had had a copy of that. <laughs> but he knew what we'll he was doing. You talk about a guy who was born to play a role. We talk about you, mm-hmm. dude. Ryan Reynolds and and Deadpool are just symbiotic. Yeah. I always thought of him and Dane Cook were the two that could do it because they both you know were what? very. Dane m- Cook mouth- would be another. No- yeah. he wouldn't be bad because he 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 runs his mouth like Ryan Reynolds. Dude, I I, I used to be a huge Dane Cook fan. People hated his comedy. I loved it. I thought it was cool. I, I love the fact that if you ever watch Waiting, they were in the same movie. They moved together I have and you could movie. I yeah. own it. I own that movie. I used to watch that movie on repeat so many times. But yeah, oh th- it my was God. It's, it's one so of those that you see both of them in there. You can see them you know together and it's like, man, they could that they really would have been awesome as uh, either so, one of them being Deadpool. That movie is so good. Yeah, never anybody. Another one, which was not that great, but the first one is just the second one was all right. But yeah, that the the first one, if you if you've ever worked in that industry, then you appreciate it so much. Wasn't Dan Cook one of like literally one of the cooks in the back? With, yeah, uh, yeah, he, he was the one. He was the one as as as, as they were as we were walking Justin Long through the uh, as uh, as uh, Louis, Louis Gomez was walking uh, John, Justin Long through the through the kitchen. You, you hear him hear him say, "Hey, welcome to Thunderdome, bitch." <laughs> but yeah that's that's i actually i uh, worked at a place where um we did that game did you? <laughs> oh, yeah especially with the rude customers dude when they brought that shit back oh my god oh no no not the rude customers no 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 the, 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 the be- no the uh the game Oh, did you that really? That's game. disgusting. Yes. <laughs> ew, ew, dude. Well, Come you on. do realize the, the the authors of Waiting were servers here in Orlando at a certain That's restaurant by Universal. Really? Yes, they came from here. Yeah, and they they wrote that here. They filmed it oh. in Louisiana, but yeah, they wrote it. I think it took them like two years 
to do it, and then I think it took another year to get released. Like they had done it, and then the cast, like the cast, was going to help out to get the movie like released. By the way, we just talked over one yeah, of the most yeah. violent scenes ever. Yeah. Basically, the main antagonist this entire film just showed up. Yeah, he would have been perfect as a as a sinister. They could, didn't even just called him called yeah, called him Doctor Essex. They just uh, yeah. need to, didn't S, even need yeah, to. Call, you yeah. don't have to call him sinister, man. I know he looks goofy like a vampire, but still, you could you, you could have had you could have had a moment where like he turned a corner and he, you kind of see the white the white face and the in the in yeah, the in the goal and the, and the just and, nod. Just have the name and just like, like he turned and you just see it a little bit. You don't even – it doesn't have to be great special effects. This scene – this whole sequence is just frightening. It just shows like if Wolverine went off the cuff, this is what you get. Did they use any special effects on him, or is this that him with a shaved head? I don't know. Most likely, it was just him, and you know the special effects is that you know dual screen kind of thing. Okay. They never mentioned the character's name, but I always assumed this was was Draken. Because Draken, so? yeah, well, Draken was a cl- was a Wolverine's male clone. He was his son. So I'd always was I had he, always, was he like an ex something? Draken? No, I think he was just actually like a Or he's Draken. Just Draken. That was what he was okay. called. Yeah, I don't think there was a, he was an ex cuz only the the Weapon X groups got that de, you know designation. This is the Wolverine with no humanity. This this is Weapon X. I mean, to yeah, be to yeah, be honest, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, truly this Weapon X. Or Dakin, sorry, not Draken. Why do I keep why do I throw an R in there? This is the animal. That's what it is. You, this is this is literally the Wolverine right here. Nice. <laughs> it's just that's the that's the animal. Yeah. No, he's his. Yeah. They're they're, they're actually father and son. Oh, are they? Yeah. He was. He was. Uh, he um. His mother was uh, was uh, Itsu. Oh, really? The uh, the hmm. oh god! Now, now you got me thinking about the Wolverine. That movie had its moments, man. 
had moments. When they went to Japan, I was like, oh, shoot, they're doing Shogun stuff. And then the whole shit with the silver samurai, the chick with the tongue. And... That was one of the one comics I read with Wolverine where he went to Japan, fought ninjas. Kind of thought that was all I was getting and I was cheated. Again, we never get what we, exactly what we want. I know. Never I know, have. I know. Never will. <laughs> I've, I've always preached that. Just, you know, just saying, you know, I kind of wanted it. It's kind of like this movie. I didn't expect this movie, but I like what I got. He's the Wolverine. That's what he is, man. That's it. Man, he just he just messes him up. It's not even a fight. It's bad. Good for you, Earth LaSalle. Where did the animantium bullets originate from? Do you recall? Was that something that the um the Brotherhood had, or was it Essex that had? And not something I recall. Hmm. Oh, sorry about that, guys. I guess the captain has left the building. But he'll be back. You had that moment of peace scene and you basically had that family dinner literally 10 minutes ago. And look what can happen in 10 minutes. Shit hits the fan. Soul Glow's last stand. That's what I'll call that scene. 
Jesus. I love how the eyeball just grows back there. Yeah, and that that's another, I guess, hint or, or reference to uh, to something from the books was the was the injection, because he in the old man Logan they, they had to take injections. You know, what I was saying before you left is um, I don't recall an animantium bullet existing in the comics. Is this something they created for the, the film itself? And if it's not, I don't remember hearing about it in any comic at all. Like did Essex create it? Was it something about the Brotherhood? I mean – I would – again, I'm not – I haven't read every – plot device for this film? I'm just wondering – Let's see. You know, I used to, I, I used to collect movie posters back in the day, and I can't anymore because you know I just don't have the space. You know, when you're a teenage kid, you just put that's one of the things you write a passage. You just put posters on your wall, like movies or things you like. But a poster of Logan with the with the the girl and him like hand in hand, I always loved that. Maybe I'll still do it. Well, this isn't the first time we've seen it. Mm-mm. We've seen it in the movies already. Oh, we have. Yeah, the striker. Have striker. It? Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you remember all striker right, when right. he when he cracked him in the in the skull and he got his amnesia, that was that was from uh that was an oh, adamantium bullet. Oh, you're you're talking about Wolverine Origins. It's still a Wolverine one, but I'm pretty sure there are adamantium bullets. I mean, it would just make sense that that would be. Something there because I do see a reference somewhere in here that of uh, adamantium bullet killing an X-24. Um, but I think that was from the movies. Well, X-24, yeah, X-24 is him. So never mind. That, that's the. Let's have a little blow off moment. Fist lost his father. I don't think he ever looked in this. In these, I don't think he ever looked as a, at him as a father figure. I think he did. I think he did. I think he looked at him as a as an equal, as a brother, but not a father figure. Not not like not like Cyclops. Cyclops looked at Charles as a oh yeah as his dad. But but yeah, I don't think here. I think in this film he did. This is Walter Cronkite? This dude. Jesus, look at that.
Wolverine 2 just kicked his ass. X24. Is that what he's called? X24? Yeah. Mm. Well, she's an X23, so he would be the next the next generation. <laughs> Did I miss the part where they buried Professor X already? Yeah, it like happened okay, like I, four minutes ago. Before, sure. before they, before they, before she took him there. Very unceremoniously, it just a uh, just digging a hole. Like the war. Well, that's 3? that's why that's why you made that comment about him. You know, his father. That, that's yeah. that's that's when you made that comment. Yeah. Kind of spaced out for a second. Sorry, guys. Drugs are bad, okay? <laughs> yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She's. Damn. Does he understand what she's saying? Probably not. Probably not. Knowing Logan, he wouldn't learn Spanish. Too stubborn. He's from Canada. He didn't even know French. So, I mean... (laughs) So did you ever watch this in the black and white, the, the Logan Noir version? Yes, did I you? did. Oh, different.
Oh, poor Caliban. I think I saw some people cosplaying as X twenty three that year, just year that it came out. She's been she's been a big you know cosplayer. Like, there's been a bunch of versions of her out there. I mean, it's easy to do her. I mean, if, especially if your daughter wants to do it. You know, that's you know, yeah, if anybody know. with a daughter, you know, that's going to be the easy one. Just yeah, just a jean jacket, a little shirt, Th- throw a little blood on her, and a little blood on her. There you go, a backpack. You're all set. They were still working, and they still are talking about it, doing an X-23 movie. Again, you, you got to realize, man, we're only three years away from when it was released. Mm-hmm. So and it's still it, – I mean it, it seems like – I mean really when we're watching this, it seems, seems like this so is – far yeah. away. Yeah, just – I mean, well, you never know. You never know if I guess hasn't has, has in tow, so – You know, after watching WandaVision, he's the guy just always evolving as far as story goes, you know, just different. I don't know what's the thing I want to say. It's just the guy just takes, I guess we've talked about you. You've always said like there's there's basically four stories in movies and it's recycled over and over again, just told in a different way. Feige takes those and just does in different spins. He, he borrows from different movies, you know, just like Spider-Man Homecoming was Hughes film. And and after watching WandaVision, like, God, he just. See, again, I, I, I understand giving credit where credit's due. I don't know how much he does. I, no, I mean, no, I understand well, he he guys, well, he says, hey, I want to go this direction. But you got to realize those writers are the guys that are doing no, it. No, no, the, yes, the writers. That's why I say, yeah, make sure, 100%. yeah, don't, don't, he's not end all be all. And I do the same thing with Kathleen Kennedy. Everybody yells Kathleen Kennedy's, you know, the tearing things apart. She puts people in their place to do the job that they're supposed to do. Well, look, it's their fault for Kathleen back. So What's that? I took on my bad remarks. Like I know, but a lot of people still are, are bashing her for like for something like the writing on like some of the new High High Republic stuff. They're like, oh, it's Kathleen's back doing her crap again. I'm like, no, she put these writers in their spot. They put she picked somebody that's going to head up this. That person hired the writers. She didn't sit behind them and go as her typing go. No, no, do this instead. Don't do I that think- instead. And the same thing goes for Kevin Feige. Yes, he gets credit where credit's due. He is the imagination behind it. He tells the guys, hey, we need to go this direction. I want the story to start here and I want it to end here. How we get to A to B, that's going to be up to you guys. And I, you know, that's just make sure I always want to make sure people get credit they're due. That's why I love, like, like I said, I'm, I'm dying right now watching everything about this new High Republic stuff. It's only been out two weeks, and everybody's like, the the, the fucking villagers are out again with their pitchforks, screaming for Kathleen's head, and I'm like, 
So, so you're not, so, so you don't, not gonna, you're gonna forget, be, say that, you know, it was Kevin Feige and Dave Filoni all on fucking Mandalorian, but she's the one that greenlit the, the series. <laughs> the, 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 you know, the thing is, and now that I realize it, and as I take my stuff back about Kathleen, I think the worst thing that happened when Disney acquired Lucasfilms, the first thing they thought of, oh, sequels, we're gonna do, you know, episode, you know, blah, blah. What was it? A, a seven, eight, a nine. Great. I think what they should have done is done stuff on the small screen first. Like maybe before, I know Disney Plus wasn't around, but maybe like yeah, so there was series. no, there, there hadn't even been a small screen. Yeah. So at if that they point. could have done something smaller first, then built up to the sequels, I think it would have been better. I think the sequels were more like, oh, you know what? I, I, we have to get these out there right now. We have the property. Let's just throw them out there, you know, get the imagination out. And The Force Awakens, I liked a lot. But then after that, it's just like, they kind of lost their way a little bit, even though me and you both like Last Jedi. I mean, the last film is something else we got to talk about. But I think if she had time to properly develop an idea with a showrunner, with the writers, because she had just become in charge of Lucasfilm. And, like, I get it. When you get a property like that, the first thing is, like, movie. We got to release it. I get that. But if she had time to actually evolve herself in that universe, then build up to the movies, I think it would have been a different story. Well, I just, just think she, I think she just chose the wrong person to be in the place. I think I think yes, he's a he claims to be a Star Wars fan, but you have your Star Wars fans and then you have your sweaties. And Filoni's a, a sweaty difference. Yeah, JJ JJ's a fan. JJ's your JJ's your fan that probably likes the movies. But yeah. he's never looked into legends. Filoni, on the other hand, is a sweaty that Oh no, he likes the movies, but he's looked at Legends. He's watched the fucking Ewok movie. He's watched the Christmas special. He's gotten into it and gone elbow deep into Star Wars. And I think that's the difference. You you need to write people in their place. And I think she and she probably was like, well, you know, he, he's great at what he does. He's done laws. He's just come on off of Star Trek. He's the guy. And I think the what we started with was the problem. You know, I it, and it's. I don't think it was the follow up. I think it was where where we where we jumped the gun at. You know, and and started this race with Star. You know, the the, the sequel was. We were so far ahead, and I just don't think you know when when somebody's going to be involved in something like that. JJ creates it. He's got to be there for the whole thing, or at least to the second yeah. one. I agree. I agree. I agree. Because there's there's a big division from that Force Awakens to Last Jedi, and, and I love Last Jedi. I think Last Jedi took risks beyond. I yeah, I yeah. literally have an argument. With our friend Steve O, which lasted over two hours in Zoom when you guys had left, that we just talked about the last chat for two hours, arguing back and forth. I, I really wish I still had that. Just it was such a big division. It was just a big divide. And I think if JJ was on for all three films, yeah, it would have been more of a even if he wasn't period. directing, if he was still yeah, there producing producers, yeah, something, yeah. but he's like, Oh, I've done my thing. Bye. Yeah, just, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 man. You got to – somebody – They when you pick somebody to do a trilogy known like like that, you want the you want that person to be there through the whole thing. Excuse me. Star Wars fans.
But, you know, after seeing The Mandalorian and everything that's come out since and just the way and, you know, as much as I bashed her for the sequels, I give her high praise for The Mandalorian because that doesn't happen without her. She put those people in the right place. Mandalorian, Rebels, uh, some of the Clone Wars. I mean, you look at her. Every, every, her, her trips have been like spotlight trips, but her successes are low successes. Are huge. But they're, they're lower, like they're, they're not, not a lot of people see those successes. Again, you're looking at, look, look at, I'm the one, I would, dude, I would, we can go back to the archives yeah. and uh, talk about how much crap I talked about Kathleen Kennedy. Oh, I know. <laughs> I blamed her. I was like, dude, it's her fault. She sucks. But then recently, when you, oh, I saw the Mandalorian and all that stuff and everything else, it's like she's got a handle of it now. She's putting the people in the right place. Maybe she's not a sweaty. Maybe she's not. She's not. No, she, she, you, she can't but be. You got to realize how long she's been. To, yeah. You got to find gotta the, put the people in the right place. Right places. And she yeah. did. Like she gave, dude, she gave Filoni. Filoni was an animation guy. All right. She gave him the chance. Or I don't know if Favreau was like, hey, you know, I want this guy to be with me while I'm running the show. Doesn't matter. He's still, he's there. Well, it's probably Favreau. I mean, because Favreau knows. Favreau worked with him. You know, Favreau did voiceovers for him during, you know, Clone Wars. Uh, so he knows, you know, what he can do. I'm yeah. telling you, like, I've predicted this in the past. We can go back to the archives. He's probably going to direct the next Star Wars movie in the future. I'm not saying the like, yeah. next couple of years because yeah, I think Feige has one. Somebody else has one. Uh, Patty Jenkins. But he's going to direct the Star Wars movie. Yeah, if he wants. He's, I he's, mean, it's it's up to it, him. He's, I think he's going to do it. Not now. Like he's comfortable in the TV world, you're comfy, but I think he's well. He's he's getting it. comfortable. You got to realize he just did just last year did his first live action direction. Boy, well, he did a couple episodes. Yeah, a couple, but it was his do first you one. JJ, look at do you remember the, the path that J.J. Abrams had? He did Alias, right? Right, but he was that and was live he, action. Filoni's been cartoon. You got to realize Filoni's an animator. Filoni's not a live action director. He's got history. He's got a lot of time in television, but in the animated world. His first hands-on was, I think, episode five or six of season one of Mandalorian. So he's still an infant when it comes to live-action stuff. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's going to be a while before he does one, if he wants to. He's an animator. He likes animated. He's even said it. Watch some of his interviews. He's he's raved about loving doing the animation. But he's still dipping his toe. Oh no, he's still no, he he is. I mean, because you got to realize he's going to probably be the one doing Ahsoka. Oh, he yeah, he's doing the. I think he's yeah, he's. And basically, every every news I've heard about Ahsoka, Ahsoka is going to be the the fine another season of Rebels. That's basically what it's going to be. They had it. They had another season of Rebels planned, and that's what they're basically going to do is turn that into, I guess, the fifth season of Rebels. Why not? Why but not? No, but no, that's what they're no. They, that, they've already said it. That's what they're going to do. They're oh, they're good. taking well, the scripts that they had planned for the fifth season, and that's what they're that's what they're doing. The way they have introed, it's like the Force Awakens gave us like the good stuff that you know the old school fans that that I like. like when, we, when I sat there with you, Sid and and Steve-O, like we had moments in the theater. You know, we're, we're in our forties now, and watching those films and just watching the reactions of us, especially Steve, when the Millennium Falcon was just watching that and the theaters clapping. When Han Solo and Chewie show up, like I saw somebody crying in the crowd. I was like, oh my god, this is fucking Star Wars. And like that same thing they took from the first film, and then they just like decided, like, no, screw it. They took that Favreau and Filoni, like, you know what? We're gonna make it better. 
Like I didn't, I don't want to lose. I don't want a Luke Skywalker spinoff series. To be honest, I don't. I got Luke where I got him in a Mandalorian, and I was perfectly happy. Kind of like I got Vader. I remember when I um, one of our friends we used to hang out with was uh, what's her name, Aubrey, long time ago. She got engaged, whatever. I haven't seen her, but um. The, the big thing about echoing when we went to go see rogue one, she was like, Oh, it's always the Vader scene with you. Right. It's going to be the Vader scene. I'm like, yep, it's the Vader scene. And she was waiting for it. She looked at me like three seats at the cross. And when Vader came out, I was like, it's all I wanted. That's it. The whole movie was good, but that's all I want right there. I'm a happy guy. This scene alone, I just, I don't know what they rate as far as like performances to, to be nominated for Oscars, but like they say like scenes, like look at um when Anthony Hopkins was nominated for Silence of the Lambs and he won, you know, he only had 10 minutes of screen time or yeah. 15. Yeah. He wasn't on there long. It's all about impact, right? You're not telling me a scene like that doesn't have impact? <laughs> But again, it's all about the source material too when it comes to that. Hollywood looks at this as just like money makers. They don't take it serious, so they don't look at what the actors are doing seriously. What was the island in the X Men uh, animated series? Was it the Savage Land? The Genosha or Gen- yeah. Gen- no Genosha? Genosha. Okay, that's yeah, no. Savage yeah. Land was another island, but yeah, no, the main one was Genosha. Uh, Genosha. I wonder if this is like a, a kind of like a uh, almost like an homage to Genosha. No, this well, is no, this is going, from they're going. Oh no, no, it's just a free free area. Um, no, I mean if you actually read the uh, the the uh, old man Logan, that was one of the things that, that there was a free zone. Uh, in X Men Lo- or the uh, the old man, sorry, not X Men Logan, but the old old man Logan, it was set up that there were, it was divided up. America had been divided up and conquered by a group by different groups and different. Some were villains, some were not. Um, like I think one of them was uh, was controlled by the Hulks, and Hulks. Yeah, and it was like a family of Hulks, like like a gang and stuff. It was really it was pretty pretty pam. Uh, and, and of course, you know, then you had Hawkeye on there, and you just had a whole bunch of different characters on there that uh, that they were doing. But um, but yeah, the, the the series was like there was also a free zone. Yes, yeah, like yeah, you had Hulk, you had Magneto had an area, uh, Kingpin had a uh, well, Magneto's area was Kingpin's old area. Doctor Doom had one, and the Red Skull. Had his own section, and they were just divided up, almost like the time zones. How it looks like, but that's uh... And if anybody does like the old man Logan one, check out the uh, old man Clint. That's a; uh, those are pretty good ones too. And yeah, I think they, they really just Actually, started. I think they just started one for Star Lord. Yeah, Old Man Star Lord. Th- yeah. That's getting a lot of control, by the way. Just you know, Old Man Logan, Old Man Hawkeye. There's an action figure, actually, a, a two set 
of Marvel Legends, and they have the Old Man Logan and Old Man Hawkeye. Yeah, I just, I just got the Old Man Hawkeye. Well, the in I mean, in, uh, in this in the Old Man Logan, it's well, Hawkeye's blind, so that he is part of the Old Man Old Old Man Logan series. That's that's why they're probably connected. But yeah. It's getting out of control. I mean, it's been a there've been good good stories. If if it's like if if there was like you know ten of them, then I would say they're out of control. You've had three, and uh, and to see us see the Star Lord one, that's actually been a pretty good cool run. The, the few I picked up, run? yeah. I mean, you got you're gonna have to blame Batman on that one because I mean, the Dark Knight is really what they're trying to like recapture. Yeah, a little bit. no, hey, look it, I what. I you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> you're right about that. I'm the, I'm the one guy who told you the Joker should be put away for a while. I'm the one who told you the Batman who laughs when he be, became cosmic became stupid. The ending, good. The cosmic Batman who laughs, no. That is not what would happen. Who coughed? Oh. <laughs> Let me bring that down a little bit. It's all right. No. You deal with knocking and cars passing by. Oh, no. It's not no, my noise gate. I had to just adjust my noise gate. Oh, okay. I brought it down because it was cutting off my words earlier. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was me. Sorry. It's okay. God bless you. Still, damn it. It's okay. <laughs> See if that works. Man, I don't know why when I look at Adam Pierce and I keep thinking of like roles he could play. Yeah. And of course it's comics because no, duh, that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. I don't know why I keep thinking him like as a modern day two face for some reason. I don't know. He seems like a little little too pretty. You think so? I think so. But I don't yeah. know. It, it, that's that that's what I'm saying. It could be like a different form of two face. That's why I said modern version of Two Face. Keep that thought in your head. I brought back guys. And we talk about some of those scenes that we really want to see, and I, this is one of them for sure. Actually, watching, seeing, seeing Logan doing this, 
with his daughter. Oh, man. So he was the son of the doctor from X-Men Origins? Is that what he's saying? Huh. Okay. Well, I mean, he's playing Donald Pierce. I mean, he's. Oh no! Sorry, I'm looking at the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah, I was talking about Richard Grant. E- Richard E. Grant. I'm sorry. What does this kid do? Damn. Yeah, he was prim- primarily this. He wasn't even a. Uh, I mean, he was part of the X Men universe, but he was he was actually uh, always tied into X twenty three. He was so uh, that character was uh, debuted the, during that time. So this is more really when you look at the protagonist in this movie. This is the, that protagonist is more really more for X twenty three than than Wolverine really. Yeah. I just don't know why, man. They could have just done like a nod to Sinister right there. Man, this Wolverine is just freaking brutal. Well, like I said, I mean they're they're starting off they're trying to do everything. They're trying to trying to do an old man Logan, also introduce X twenty three, so they kinda had to had to kinda cross the streams in a way with all the stories. Damn. Brutal, brutal. Oh, you've done pissed her off. Yeah. Forgot about the feet, didn't you? Man, these kids are badass. There's a new mutants right there. 
Well, that was the one of the the thoughts. I there we never read anything or heard anything about it, but that was the like the 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 geek, you know, the the sweaty stream of you know what are we going to do? What are they, or what are they going to do? Why don't they do New Mutants? You've just introduced X twenty three. You've introduced a couple, no names, but you've seen their powers mm-hmm. that you know are reminiscent of of uh, New Mutants. That was that was the one thought. You know, is, is don't do a X twenty three movie. Doing new, you know, new mutants. Yeah, dude, they they murdered Pierce, man. man. Yeah, but uh, you know, it would have been perfect because you know, yes, all the uh, all the X Men we knew were getting old. Let's introduce them. You know, we didn't. This is perfect. This would have been a perfect intro to do that. It just again, you got to realize, man, we were we were, we were three we were, that was three years ago, and Fox yeah. was getting ready to get sold anyway. So they already knew the the writing was on the wall for the X Men. So why even? Yeah. Well, I mean, we still we saw what they did when they tried to at least make us happy and give us a give us a phoenix, and you're not happy with that. What it, you know? We, I mean, and they and then they look at what they did for the new mutants. I mean, they did it. They did try to do a new mutants, but again, you know, Fox was on its last leg with X Men or any property like that. What a shame with new mutants, man. I because I, I, I dig that film too. I like. Well, it it there was. was talk with the director and the in the in the writer that you know he was talked to you know by Feige. He said, "Hey, if your movie does good, we'll you know we can continue the run because you know basically it was released under the guard of Disney. Oof. If you do good, we can make a sequel to it. It may not can you know might not be contained or maybe it, w- it will be you know explain a lot of things, but because of." How long it took to get out? When it finally got re- out? What we were oh, in? Oh shit! Is that, the, is that the intense candle holder that he had in Deadpool? Was that? <laughs> Just keep thinking of Deadpool. Oh. You know, it's funny when people talk about, you know, we always bring up the fact of, you know, R-rated comic book movies and how many, you know, how, how little there are out there. But when you look at like the top like 10 of the highest grossing R-rated movies, number one is Joker, number two is Deadpool 2, number three is Deadpool then uh, you have Matrix Reloaded and in uh, it, and then you have Logan. You know, you're talking the top six. Four of the top six highest-grossing R-rated movies are comic book movies. 
and and the studio swerved on their on their toes. Well, they, they did. They, they used never... to. They used to. Now they that now that they tune do. has changed. Yeah, now that tune has changed because again, like I said, your top six are, and I don't think they they swore on it because you know it was a. Com- I just think they just comic book movies. They always thought you know you needed kids, and you do. I mean, you you, you want you always want to include your your up and coming generation. You don't want to ignore them because guess what. If they did, it would it would just be us <laughs> that would be watching these movies, and we're and we're getting old, and they want to continue the you know the the money coming in. So, and she's quoting Shane. Now there's some from some foreshadowing that you saw earlier when he or just a few moments ago when he died. If you guys remember from uh, ex, uh, from uh, the Wolverine, uh, the woman talked about when he died. She saw his death of him yeah, di- yeah. laying laying on his back, bloody, holding his heart in his hand, and he was holding X twenty three. People were like, "Oh, it's foreshadowing." I'm like, I wouldn't call that foreshadowing. I just think James Mangold was a smart guy. I said, "Oh well, we're gonna make sure we include that yeah. into our into my movie." And there we go. There we see our X Men, uh, well, Wolverine, uh, yellow again. Yeah, little kids we uh, wearing holding the, an action figure. And then you have this little thing right that's going to go on right about now. Or should we just adjust the grave a little bit? And turns it into an X. Honestly, I think this should have been done not here, but then when uh when Xavier died. Yeah. There was just there was just the buried there was just the buried, you know, they just buried him and throw dirt on him. They didn't leave a marker of any sort. He should have had the X Men symbol, not not Logan. Yeah. But you know, we still hey, got just, it at some it, point. It's just minor quibbles. So, so guys, that was Logan, and watching it for God, I don't know how many. This is like maybe the tenth time I've seen it. Just gets better each time to me. Just just more things I can look at, more idiosyncrasies, and just slight little nods to some old stuff, and just as far as comic book films goes, there's like you know you have. The Mount Rushmores, you have the Dark Knights, you have the Civil Wars. I mean, it depends what your taste is, but this is right up there. And I, I think to you, when the last time I talked to you, you said it was the best. So I'm not sure how you feel about it now, but. No, I still, I mean, I I can't call anything the best when it comes to these movies. Sorry, they're so, I, I don't think I've ever called anything the best of well, you, it. Well, I, it's it's one of my top. I I'm going to get, I'm going to say it's in my top five. I'm never going to give anything a number one because honestly, if I put anything in my top five, any one of them could be number one. So I, you know, me personally, I will never, I'll never give you a number one on something like that because just if you make, if that, if any of those makes the top five, they all could be number one for di- their different various reasons. You could, you could switch them out. Yeah. They're all, they're all, you know, interchangeable. But yeah, this one would definitely throw, go up to my top five because it's just the heart behind it, the, the end. Um, I mean, it's something that you and I always talk about. We we appreciate the stories 
of these superheroes when they're older, when they're beaten. There's more to it. And there's, it's not about more. our age. It's definitely not about our age. It's just about no, there's a better not. story to be told. Again, well, we talked about this on Heroes Asylum a couple of weeks ago that, you know, I read, you know, Batman Dark Knight, you know, when I was young, but there was so much heart and so much grit to that story about an old man who, when I first read it, uh, me being that age, it was, you know, 30, 40 years down the road. So, uh, but yeah, it's, I think there's just something more to be said about it that that's, uh, you know, when it, when you do tell the story of a, of a superhero or a, a comic book character. I mean, way. hell, look at a movie like Unforgiven. Unforgiven to me is basically the yes. Dark Knight Returns. Yes. That's what it is. It's, it's about an old gunslinger who is done. He's raising his kids and has been drawn back by events that happen. It's like those stories are just more, I mean, I don't know how people feel that I'm the same way. I read the Dark Knight Returns when I was a young kid and that one hit to me more than any other batman story why i don't know maybe because of the age maybe what he went through experience who's our favorite batman that we've seen on film besides keaton ben affleck why he's an older he's grizzled he's been through the, the wars and the, the, the wear and tear it's just stories like that they get to me like i'm gonna watch when i see matt reeves batman i'll be i'm peaked i'm interested but to me, I think a young Batman story has been told over yeah. and over and over and over again. Yeah, we've all seen it. Kind of mm-hmm. like Spider-Man. I don't want – like a teenager, it's great, but I don't want to see him as a teenager no more. Mm-hmm. I like the stories where he's older, where he's married to Mary Jane and all that. I don't want to see him as a young kid. And this MCU, it's fine, but I like the older – I like the grit, and this one had it. It's just like – it's a finality. It's a gunslinger. It's a Western. It's yeah. like his, his last ride, literally – and to me, it just it just it's it's something about it. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It just, uh, well, it just hits me. Well, you talk about the you know the the retelling of the first year of Batman. When you think of the comic book runs of Batman, how many year ones are there? Way too many. No, 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 not not oh, in the I'm no sorry. in the comic book runs of Batman. Like I said, how many year ones are there? One. There's one year one comic book out there that you know that tells yeah, you the two, story. Year three, but there's only one. Year but there's one, only yeah. one year one. So in the in the movies, they need to not continue to do that. We were just retelling the same property over that and over the thing. again. I had the biggest issue with with Reeves. It was like, you know, who's I'm going to do a year two? I go, but I saw the year one when Batman Begins. I mean, literally, the movie's called Batman Begins. I I had. I saw you. I saw. Right. I saw year two on Batman Return. I mean, we saw the first three years of Batman technically, maybe five. If you look at the if you look at Nolan's, but again, I understand you're you're not they're not redo they're not doing Nolan again. That's what I loved, and I think that's what honestly I think that's what the biggest issue with with the non sweaties and, and the regular guys that had issues with Ben is that they didn't get the year one. We did not get the year one. We got jumped into a character that already existed. And why? Yes, in flashback they told a story. That's fine. You and I always joke about it. We don't want to see pearls drop anymore. But the way that, the way they did it with Batman versus Superman was it was a quick little flash. Okay, we got the origin story. We know the origin story. If you don't know the origin story of Batman, then you probably shouldn't be watching that movie or would be even interested in watching that movie. That origin story is known literally across the world, and I am not joking. He is listed as the most recognizable superhero over Superman, over Wonder Woman. So – Yes, we don't need to be the retort. And I think there was an issue with with people getting dumped into a Batman that already existed. And I think they, for some reason, the the sheep need their sugar 
here's Batman year one. There you go. Take it. Good. Okay. You good now? Can we go on to the next story? It's just so strange. <laughs> like that's, that's that origin has been told so many times, film, comic, like, Honestly, and it's not just, like they changed the origin. Now, if they changed how the origin <laughs> was, if they went like took a left turn and went Elseworld and did like a different origin story, great. Let's see that. It's mm. the same origin story. I think the only thing that might change is the movie they're watching when they come out. <laughs> but it's still on. <laughs> it's always on Crime Alley. It's always a movie. Um, I think. Uh, the, I think ba- uh, Batman Begins was different. I think it was a play. I think that I think Batman Begins yeah, was yeah, a play. So that was the only alternate to it that I've ever seen. But it was the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's we've, basically the yeah, same. We, we know the origin. Over. We know. Yeah. Let's let's get it. Let's get into it. I wanted. That's I wanted, why I was a big fan of the older one. I was like, dude, he it's, he's he's been there a while. I remember mm-hmm. when I read the synopsis for that. They were like, he's an old grizzled. He's been to the war. He's been at for twenty years. I'm like, finally. Yeah. I'm getting the, bat- the detective that I want. I want the mean, angry Batman. I want the guy who's like, he's been to the wars. I want the one that says he's breaking fingers. Like, you know what? Uh, the Dark Knight Returns quotes is like, you know what? Five fingers. Like, I know each and every bone I can break and which one is going to kill you. It's just like shit like that. I love like, yeah, he's been around. He's mm-hmm. experienced. Like the new stuff. It's just like, I don't want to see him be the greatest American hero. I'm just come on. It's just anyway. I'm going on a tangent. Yes, you so. are. All right, guys. Well, right. that was uh, for <laughs> Logan. Uh, so make sure you guys do check out our pages. You can check out for Heroes Asylum, our regular podcast, as well as for that we're going to drop a midnight movie. We already should have dropped one out by the time this one is released for midnight movie review of artificial intelligence. I hope you guys and. Enjoy that one. As I think you guys would get will get a kick out of it, especially with Mike's reaction. Yeah. Actually, mine too. It's yeah, yeah, one of those. <laughs> but make sure you guys do tune in to us on Here's Asylum every Sunday live, usually around eight ish, maybe a few minutes earlier than eight. We're trying to like get to a more you know solid schedule for that, and then you guys can also check that out on Monday on audio for on you can check that out on podcast as well as this show, which we get released uh, every Wednesday when we do drop it. Not every week Wednesday, but when we do release this, it is on a Wednesday. So you can play yes, your it week. Is. You can have your you have your week of Heroes Asylum with us. Yes, and Midnight Movies, which is the Heroes Asylum uh, Midnight Movies, which is Ham abbreviations so um i guess we should say goodbye but uh before i do check us out on twitter at the here's asylum underscore podcast instagram at the here's asylum guys check out midnight movies and the midnight movie review and as always from this guy to this guy here get to the asylum